oh my goodness, look at me, turning up for the second week in a row, talk about consistency. I told you that I'd have more time to do this, although I'm not actually convinced anybody's listening. Is anybody there? Anyway, um, today I'm going to talk about how to start scrappy in a regulated industry, because I think I took a slightly different approach to most insurtech startups. Um, you see, insurance is one of the least startup-friendly industries in the entire world. It's a regulated industry, so you can't just have an idea, buy a domain, and start making money. You'll need to be licensed to sell insurance, and that takes between 6 to 12 months and costs thousands of pounds. It's a lot of time and money to spend on something before you validated that you can make money doing it. So that was the problem that I had. And I'd imagine a lot of others wanting to get into the industry have this problem too. And perhaps this is why the VC model is popular in insurance right now, because the startup costs are so high. Not only do you have the regulatory aspect to pay for, you still have to fund building the tech. But for those of us like myself who don't want to raise, how can you quickly and cheaply get started in insurance? Well, for me, step one was to sign up as an affiliate. I needed to find out if businesses would pay me money for this and what kind of businesses would pay me money for this. But I didn't want to wait a year for an application to be approved, nor did I want to spend thousands in FCA fees. So the quickest way for me to get started was to sign up as an affiliate for an insurance broker. And this meant that I could skip the regulatory aspect because I'd be under the broker's umbrella of authorization. And it meant that I could build and launch a website pretty quickly and start gauging interest. This was the, the quickest, the easiest, and even the cheapest way to getting started in insurance. However, it came with all kinds of downsides. The first was that I couldn't actually build my own tech and this was really important to me and it's been one of the reasons that I've stuck around in this industry for so long is because I want to create a better customer journey. So people would land on this website and they were met with a striking brand that looked different to anything else in insurance at the time but when they clicked the call to action to get a quote they were sent away from my website to a third-party website, the broker's website. And the second issue was that I didn't own the customer or have access to customer data because I was an affiliate. So people were coming to the website and they were converting, but I had no idea who they were. I couldn't have customer conversations, which are really important to me, and I couldn't make better decisions for the business based on who was buying from me because I had no idea who was buying from me. Now, a simple fix for the second issue was to ask people for their email address before sending them to the third-party website. And people thought that that was part of the onboarding. It wasn't. It's not something that I felt entirely comfortable doing, but it was the only way that I could see what type of businesses wanted to use this service. And because most businesses use an email address with a custom domain, it meant that I was able to build a picture of the type of businesses using this. And it turned out to be overwhelmingly freelancers. 
Now, being an affiliate was never the end goal, but it helped me to define my target audience and see if I could make money doing it. This was the quickest and cheapest way to validate with Jack, what it was actually called insurance by Jack then. Now, the affiliate model is incredibly restrictive and the only time that I think it could really work is if it's baked into a popular community site or a blog instead of a standalone business model. But that was my early validation. With that affiliate site, I got 55 customers and £14,000 of sales. Step two for me was the insurance incubator. So building my own tech and forming a relationship with customers was non-negotiable. So the next, did I say that right? Non-negotiable. Negotiable. Non-negotiable. So the next step had to allow me to explore those two areas. And I decided that becoming an appointed representative was a logical next step. Because being an appointed representative meant that I could run regulated activities but my principal firm would manage my compliance and operating requirements to the FCA, which is the UK's regulatory body. I was um, The reason I was still apprehensive about getting a licence from the FCA myself was because despite my affiliate website validating there was some interest, at that point I hadn't yet turned it into a profitable business. And now that I've been doing this for a couple of years and I, you know, hindsight's a powerful thing, I am really glad that I didn't dive straight in with the FCA. I think it would have been too overwhelming and added a lot of pressure to the early days, whereas this route freed me up to focus on one thing, getting my first customers. Now, I'm pretty risk averse. Um, many people could skip this step and go straight for direct authorization, but... I wanted to alleviate some of the risk, cost and responsibility. And also, I had close to zero contacts in insurance and I needed a lot of help with forming partnerships with insurers and uh, getting a binder. So I joined an InsurTech incubator and became an appointed representative. And with a with an insurance incubator, you get access to compliance, mentoring and contacts within the industry. You get to market quickly because you're operating under their FCI, FCA authorization. So there's no waiting six to 12 months for an application to be approved or rejected. And you also get funding and studio space depending on what incubator you join. And that is in exchange for... I believe, equity in some cases, or a commission split. Now, quite simply, this route gave me the ability to dip my toe into the industry without all of the compliance costs and responsibility. Now, a lot's changed since I first got into the industry, and there are more options available than ever before, whereas when I got into the industry, I felt like my options were quite restricted. Um, here are just a few of the incubators that are kicking about right now. There's InsureTech Gateway, there's Startup Bootcamp InsureTech. Um, I feel like those two are, are definitely more geared towards um, tech startups. There's Purple Partnership and there's the Worry and Peace InsureTech Incubator. I personally signed up to the Worry and Peace Incubator and I did so on a commission split model. And the idea 
is that a lot of the regulatory stuff is handled for you. So whilst you have to remain compliant, you're not carrying the cost or having to submit reports to the regulator. And that freed me up to focus on becoming profitable. But it does have some downsides. You won't have full control over every aspect of the business. And I find the more third parties involved with the running of your business, the clunkier it becomes. Uh, Whereas becoming directly authorised by the FCA provides you more internal control over your business. And when I talk about lacking control over certain aspects of the business, the big drawback for me was payments. Um, Either the insurer handled payments via direct debit or premiums would be paid directly to my principal firm. And customers customers would get in touch with me to ask if, if I'd received their payment. And I couldn't actually tell them. Whereas being authorised by the FCA means that I can now handle client money and generally just run a tighter ship. However, I am really glad that I took this step uh, because it gave me a low-cost route into the industry and it helped me grow my confidence, which is really important. And I was able to build with Jack to profitability, which was 380 customers and over £150,000 of sales. The third and final step for me has been to to become directly authorised. When it was clear that With Jack was growing and starting to feel like a real business, it was a no-brainer to apply for direct authorisation. After all, I had validated this and was making money. And this meant that whilst I would incur the costs of becoming directly authorised, I'd retain 100% of the profits. And the business had gotten to the point where I'd actually save money by being directly authorised. Now, let's take a look at some of the costs associated with becoming authorised. First of all, you have a £1,500 application fee and that's non-refundable even if your application isn't approved. Then you have an annual fee to pay to the FCA and that depends on the size of your firm. But for With Jack, it costs around £1,200. And then there are compliance costs. Um, it's such a, it's a difficult industry to, to kind of wrap your head around. So I'd really... I think it's a great idea to have compliance firms to help you um, make sure that you are doing everything right. And uh, for me, that totaled £3,600. They helped me with my FCA application. And even though it was a lot of money, it was money well spent because the application was mind-boggling. And then I need £10,000 capital in a client fund account at all times because I want to be able to handle client money. So you can see how it all adds up. It's a... It's a lot of money to spend if you're just getting started. Um, And as for how long my application took, I started putting it together back in April and I got the green light in October. So that's six months all in. So those are my scrappy beginnings. Just to recap, I'm going to go over how I got started quickly and cheaply in the regulated industry. There was that initial step of becoming an affiliate. The pros with that is that I was able to launch a landing page quickly, identify my target audience and discover that I could monetize it. But the cons were that I had no control over the customer journey and no access to customer data. So it wasn't a viable solution in the long term. If you sign up as an affiliate, it's worth noting that things don't have to be perfect at this stage. 
Use this phase to collect as many insights as you can. For example, I used my landing page to collect data as to what kind of businesses wanted to sign up. Then there was the insurance incubator. The pros of that were that I could now perform regulated activities. I could build my own tech. I could get to know my customers. But the cons were that I didn't have complete control over the business. At this stage with the incubator, there's a bit more skin in the game now. Um, the, The incubator gives you freedom to see if you can turn it into a real business, but without the regulatory overhead and pressure. And then my final step, which is where I am now, becoming directly authorised, the pros, uh, or the the one big pro is that it gives you more internal control over your business. And boy, do I love having control over my business. And and the cons, are, or the one con is that it does require a lot of capital and it comes with more responsibility. But you're all in now at this stage, you're all in. So I'm really happy with the approach that I've taken. Um... Instead of diving into the deep end, every step of my journey has been methodical and organic. And this was the easiest, the the cheapest, the smartest way for me to break into the industry and grow my business. If you're building something in healthcare, banking, financial services, it it can be difficult to get started quickly and cheaply and it's not just regulated industries a lot of the low-hanging fruit has been done I do not think that we need another to-do list app so many of us are moving into industries that are complex or coming up with ideas that are more elaborate and sometimes it might take more workarounds or hacks to validate and get started now I hope that this proves there are other options than taking VC funding and going in all guns blazing and Uh, That does work for some people. It just never appealed to me. My journey from affiliate and scrappy landing page to appointed representative in an insurtech incubator and finally becoming directly authorised is what's worked for me and I've been able to build my business to profitability. Whoa. So this is a little bit of a niche episode. I don't know if, uh, if people will be interested in hearing how I got started kind of scrappily, scrappily a word. I've been wanting to to talk about this for for some time um, because right now taking bucket loads of cash and getting funding and jumping on that rocket ship of growth, of VC funding growth stuff is really hot in insurance and I've done things completely different. Yeah, I've been able to build a business that supports me and my dog and is growing and um, and and that's that's great. That's great. All right. So I will be back. I will be back next week with another episode on something else. Uh, So I'll talk to you then. Goodbye.